Holistic. Bashiana. Welcome to Who You Call in Holistic. I am your host, Shiana Rivers. Happy Gregorian calendar new year. Happy 2024. Welcome back. I uh, took a little time off to uh, celebrate my birthday. Happy birthday to me. And just to, to chill out for a little bit and kind of regroup, recenter, get a little more inspiration to take with me to share some things because I was, I was out of inspo. So I was like, I, I need to practice some more things. I need to practice some more things to get me inspired again because clearly that needs to be like a regular practice. And I am going to talk about mastery at some point in the mix today. But before we get into all of that, I am recording today at GOT Sound Studio. Shout out to Neek. Uh, make sure you subscribe to my email list if you haven't already. I like to share weekly newsletter on there now. Still haven't quite figured out the name for the newsletter, but you know, that'll, that'll come around at some point. But that at least gives me a chance to share things that are going on uh, event-wise or classes I have coming up, all of those things. So then you can stay in the know in case I don't mention it on here or I don't mention it on social media. That's a way to always know what the fuck's going on, okay? Um, so if you have listened, if you've been a regular listener, then I'm, I'm definitely sure you listened to this episode. But I had that episode, Cosmic Connections with Jonathan Dent, and we discussed the the energy for 2024 and the numerology for 2024 and what that looks like. And it's very much big CEO energy, abundance, prosperity. It's a, it's a karmic year. And I know like sometimes when I hear karmic, I'm like, Ugh, I get the heebie-jeebies a little bit, which I shouldn't because I have a, a bunch of heavy Saturn placements in my chart. And and Saturn is the, the daddy, the disciplinarian in the cosmos. So like I should be okay with, you know, being a disciplinarian and using those words in my vocabulary. But I guess it's just, you know, you want to make sure your ducks have been in a row. But the way I also see it is, you know, the things that the seeds that you've been planting, however long you've been planting them, you're going to start seeing this year, we're going to start seeing this year, let me specify, you know, I'm big with my words, we are going to see this year, how they're blossoming and the things that are taking shape from these seeds we've already planted. So I'm, I'm all the way here for that. And I know many of you are too, but if you've been out here doing some fuck shit all these years, all right, you know, cause karma can, we can flip the, the coin on that one. But if you've been out here doing fuck shit all these years, then you're, I'm, I don't want to say weed for that one, then you're going to have to come to terms with that karmically speaking as well. So while I was like sitting there getting some inspiration, one of the things I did, if you haven't already watched the Cat Williams interview, we'll, we'll get into that too. But I definitely had to check that out. But I was also just revisiting some of the things I've already learned and just sitting with that information again, because a lot of the classes, courses I've taken over the years, the things I've studied, you know, Every single time I go back to the information, I take something else from it. And I'm like, how did I not see this before? Or how did I not notice this piece of information? Or like, oh, I've already been doing this. Or, you know, that kind of thing. So I, not that I've put myself on punishment, but, you know, I'm very big on integrating the things that you already know. So I was like, I don't, right now in this moment, I don't need to be taking any more courses Right now, I need to be sharing more from the courses I've already taken. That's the energy I'm feeling right now with the things. Because even with the human design reading that I watched the other day, which was done in 2021, January 2021, again, I got more from it watching it again. And I was like, how do I get something new each time? So if you haven't already watched the Cat Williams interview, it was entertaining for sure. And... I had been talking to one of my listeners recently, and this was the first time I'd ever seen uh, Shannon Sharp podcast, by the way. I have probably said this before. If not, I'm not that big on, on podcasts, uh, watching them, listening to them. I mean, I'm, I love creating it. You know, I love having guests. I love sharing my opinions, my voice on here. But, and I remember 
having this convo with a homeboy before, you know, like drug dealers don't necessarily, you know, do their drugs, right? They don't necessarily have to partake in what they are distributing. I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that is the life I live, I guess. So this was the first time I had watched Shannon Sharp's podcast. And I was like, let me, let me figure out some of the takeaways I got from this to, to take to the show because there, I mean, there were a bunch. I'm not going to talk about all of them because we probably just don't have the time. But first off, clearly I need to be wearing way tighter clothing. You know, like I, I did get that from, from that podcast. I need to be in tighter clothes. So I'll put that on the agenda for 2024. Tighter, you know, like two-piece set things or something, you know, that's, that's on the agenda for sure. Because if, if he can do it, I need to be doing it. And um, I'm going to work on that. You know, get some more visuals going, because I also need to do that too. So more on mastery things. But yeah, I need to wear tighter clothes for, for recording purposes, specifically when I have guests. And then it also made me think, you know, like, should I just say fuck it and have my guests have tea each time? Because... Even drink champs, you know, everybody just gets drunk on that one. And Shannon and Cat Williams were drinking whatever they were drinking. It was delicious, apparently. But um, then I was like, should, should we just be having tea on here every time? Not, not just like tea, you know, special, some tea, some, some good tea. Tea with she, you know, we'll see. Oh, I didn't mean for all of that to rhyme, but you're welcome. So... Yeah, tighter clothing. Perhaps I need to have a tea sesh. I'm a I'm a marinade on that one because I don't know what that looks like yet. It could go amazing or it could, but I guess that's the that's what they do anyway, right? It could go amazing or it could go terribly wrong, and then either way, it's a good interview, I guess. But outside of that, <laughs> um, I am very very big on voices that I listen to. And I don't know if, if you've watched Snapped over the years. I know it was really, really, I don't even know if they still make Snapped. But I remember when Snapped was, you know, very popular at the time. I enjoyed the premise because this is around the time that I could watch that kind of stuff when I was really big into First 48. But I could not watch Snapped because of the narrator. I could not stand her fucking voice. I don't know what it was. It didn't sound like nails on a chalkboard. It was just very irritating. And I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it. And I was like, oh man, like I really like the show. I wish they'd get a different narrator so I could actually enjoy what they're discussing, but I can't do it. And so I'm not saying I got that with Shannon's podcast, but he is very, very country. He is very much like that, that old uncle that like, you know, you might want to shut up after a while. Or like, you don't know what you're talking about anymore. Stop. But also, I know he is very knowledgeable. Again, this was the first one that I was watching. And I've heard lots of people share that they watch his stuff. They listen to his stuff. They admire what his work and stuff. So I get it. But for me, I would have to watch and listen to his stuff sparingly because of that like country uncle thing that he's got going on. So like, I was like, oh yeah, okay. I can, I can see how I can learn some things, but also it's one of those, I'm the same way with meditations, like with guided meditations. If I can't sit with your voice, I can't listen to it. It's way too much of a distraction and I can't hear shit you're saying. I can't, I can't digest it. I can't learn from it. And you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a lesson in itself, but I'm also a firm believer, you know, in those who, are here to share the things that they're sharing with their voice. You know, they have certain people that are attuned to that voice, that frequency. So I know he has his, his people, his demographic, and it's perfect for them. <laughs> it's perfect for them. So I can sprinkle in some views, some listens here and there, you know, for, for research purposes, because I do think that's important. And Kat even talked about that in his discussion with his comedy journey, how he studied a lot of white comedians over the years and how he implemented learning what he got from those shows with his uh, all the races shows and how he found this balance in entertaining 
all the, well, he, I guess he specified black and white, but how he found his balance in bridging those together with his work. And I was like, oh, I'm already doing that. So I'm excited about that. And I remember I was talking to a friend recently about, you know, some of the comedy shows that we grew up watching and some of the, the show or not shows, the movies and some of the movies that we revisit now that, you know, we still can find funny and whatnot. And a lot of mine, no surprise here, are, you know, like a lot of the like raunchy, terrible, mostly uh, in some way. It's, it's a lot of like the white Seth Rogen comedy things, like super bad. I was very much into that. I'll still watch it if it comes on today. Like that whole, uh, what, what's his name? Um, Michael, Sarah, those vibes. Like I love that awkward, awkward, like I'm going to say what I shouldn't say comedy, that kind of thing. And I also feel like some of that, you know, goes back to, you know, I'm, I'm half British and British humor is in its own lane, right? So I feel like I'm tapped into that, but I'm also tapped into the black comedic things too. So I'm just kind of like, okay, I can see how my message gets to both races as well and the intermixing of the races too. So I, I am proud of that, yay for me. But um, what else did he say that I was just like, outside of the 3,000 books, um, I don't know that that's on my to-do list this year. I am going to read more, but I, I am, I have seen Cat Williams when he was here in Columbia. I don't remember what year that was. And I enjoyed the show. I've always loved Cat Williams. And of course, I always think of that like classic uh, joke that he told of the poor little Tink Tink running. And I remember thinking back when we were in high school, there was somebody that had a prosthetic and the way my mind works, it goes to worst case scenarios sometimes with the visual things that I think of. And I was on the track team at the time. And this guy had, he had it, one of those tink tink springy prosthetic situations. And I remember the dark places my mind went to when he would race. And I would be like, I, I can't, I'm not going to watch him. I cannot watch that one because of the way my mind works. So, but yes, Cat Williams is... Definitely been a major, major player in the entertainment industry. And watching that interview was, like, I already knew he was smart. Well, and I, I don't know the extent of his, <laughs> of his intelligence, because 3,000 books isn't, anyway. But you can tell he's smart with the way he delivers his messages and the way he shows up with his visuals and creations and it was just making me think of like how much he has become the master in creating. And you know, like that is very much what I'm aligned with and what we're here to do. We're here to share, we're here to create, and we're here to get <clears throat> our messages. And I'm saying messages, cause I feel like there's, I mean, we may have like one universal one, which I guess is love for everybody or whatever in some shape, form or fashion. It's how you're delivering it or how you're sharing it or how you go about getting it out to those who need to hear it, that kind of thing. But, you know, his way of doing the work he's done and the community that he has developed within it. And like, that is very much what it's all about. So I really didn't enjoy, you know, just hearing his thoughts on outside of the shenanigans with other comedians and, P. Diddy, and and I know we call him Diddy or Love now, but I feel like he will just always be P. Diddy, especially with all of the allegations and uh, did he did he do it that uh, Fifty Cent thing that he's been pushing, which uh, that that is entertaining, I must say, and um, and Diddy's a Scorpio, so I'm just gonna throw that out there too, but. No, Kat's like, he's a master in like his techniques and, and like how he times things with what he does. And I was even thinking about how he mentioned how he would study his comedy work and how he would take notes of how many people or how many times people laughed throughout the session or th yeah, the session, 
Mm, that's probably not the right word. But how many people would laugh? How many laughs were done within the 30 minutes or whatever? Like, and that's because I was even thinking, like, how do people refine that work? You know, and it's very similar to content creation now. Like when I put out a podcast episode, I can look at the analytics. I can see, you know, how many people have listened, how quickly people have listened. I can see how many people are engaging, where they're listening from, that kind of stuff. And even when I look at analytics on social media, like on my Instagram account, I can see my audience demographics, men and women, I can see how many shares, saves, how many views, all of that stuff. And all of that is important in mastering your craft because how are you going to refine and get better in it if you're not actually looking at the, the data to tweak and to, to get better with? But um, I feel like I was saying the thing about Shannon Sharp and I forgot and now it just came back to me. But one of my listeners was saying that he, they listened to and watch the Shannon Sharp podcast episodes and they were watching how mine have evolved over time and made a comparison to Shannon Sharp's podcast. So I remember after they had said that, I was like, you know what, I need to watch one of those episodes and I forgot or something. So I feel like when the Cat Williams situation came up, it was a way for me to actually have something interesting to view. And I was like, oh, okay. I can like, thank you. That is definitely a compliment. But I can also see how, you know, how, how my production has, has amped up over, over time and how it's just going to keep getting better, especially the more and more I, again, refine this work and the more I lean into it. And I remember having like a conversation about just some of the, the things that we do over time and how as long as you're still on that same path, it makes sense. And like the work that I've done over the years, for instance, I started with massage because even when I was working in the hospitals and for doctor's offices, I already saw what was fucked up. I saw how messed up insurance things were. I saw how messed up it was for people that were hurting that couldn't get, I don't want to say immediate relief. They couldn't get answers. And the loops they had to jump through to get, you know, referrals, to get second opinions to get insurance covering things and even just like because even when I would do insurance charges and stuff you had to make sure that you coded it just right or the insurance might send it back and say we're not covering that even though it was listed under something that they cover you had like you had to tweak things just right and I was like this is bullshit like if insurance is going to be insurance just cover all the things you shouldn't have to be in network you shouldn't have to go to this person because you know, these are the only people that they like if insurance is going to be insurance, just let it cover all the things It's bullshit. So learning that took me into learning, you know, okay, well, I want to do something because, you know, remember, I wanted to do radio and television anyway. And now I feel like I, I got to definitely like fall back on my references and comparisons to Oprah because because um, I'm just I'm Shiana building my own empire. We can say that, that Oprah has been a good um, person to look at career-wise over time. But, you know, we got to refine our, our role models and icons over, over time, too. So anyway, off, off of that tangent. But outside of, like, learning the things with insurance, the things with health care and the fuckery afoot with that, just how like my path has still remained the same. It's still been a healer. It's still just been a healer that's incorporating several elements of healing modalities in my work. So I remember talking to somebody about like this whole career pivot they were taking and it made no fucking sense. And I was like, okay, but she was doing this. And then like, well, she wanted to do something with like plants or something. And I was like, well, do you guys like have plants? And they were like, well, no, she can't keep them alive. And I was like, how is she gonna have a career? And this isn't even something that she was like studying. Like this came out of left field, it makes no sense. So I am very intentional about the rabbit holes I may go down now because that happens, as you know. 
and just making sure it still aligns with the work that I'm doing. Because even as you've noticed recently, I've been doing more sound healing events. I'm still incorporating Reiki and whatnot, but even how that has transitioned and evolved over time that I really got into a lot of sound healing when I was doing, when I first learned Reiki, I learned about solfeggio frequencies then. So I was already incorporating a lot of healing frequencies with my sessions. And then as you know, like when pandemic stuff hit, I was on Clubhouse a lot. Maybe you don't know this. I'm sharing it now. I was on Clubhouse with some other Reiki people and I would put together playlists for the Reiki shares that we would do there. I've created audios with Reiki infused into the audio. So I've already been doing sound healing. And I remember I had gotten my first Tibetan singing bowl. Gosh, I feel like I got that before I even did Reiki. We were in Charlotte actually, and we went in some, you know, eclectic shop and I found that singing bowl. And I was like, oh, I think I need this. Didn't know what for. Didn't even know that they had different uh, notes or different chakras that they uh, addressed. And the one in particular that I grabbed was for sacral chakra, creativity and pleasure. The one that I am always helping other people work through, the one that is clearly a strong one on me because creativity and Leo moon things. So my path has still been very much the same. There's just been different elements along the path. So I was just thinking of, you know, like I've already discussed before how, you know, now it's very much just about refinement with my work, with what I'm doing. And I feel like that is the overall theme for 2024. Like I mentioned earlier, like it's a karmic year. So it's very much seeing the things that you have already been planting coming through, coming back around and I feel like it's a year to definitely like, I don't want to say like start new projects, but again, that refinement of them to very much lean into the projects you've been passionate about and really seeing them through. Because if you've been putting the work in for those projects, you'll see what's been taking place over time with them and the opportunities presenting themselves with what you've been working on already. Because I can even say that for myself personally. And <clears throat> this may be an unpopular opinion. So let me, let me mention it with some fine print. But I know a lot of people, especially it's that time of year where, which, you know, I want to I wanna make spring my new year. And I was going back and forth. Do I want my new year to be the lunar new year or the astrological new year? And I was like, ah, I think I want to do astrological new year because that's in the spring. But... One unpopular opinion, and I get it because, again, fine print, is it's that time of year where people are creating vision boards. They are creating their goals for the year, what they want to happen, what they're letting go of. You know, you know, I do these things year round anyway. So this that's not my my lane currently. But when it comes to, you know, vision boards and sharing your your things there's mixed feelings that I've seen about people who are like, don't share your vision board. You know, people are out to get you. They're going to wish bad on you. They're going to wish harm, whatever. And then there's also people that, like me, have shared a vision with people and it was stolen. And let me say, okay, let me say fine print again because I said stolen just now, but also, you know, what's for you won't miss you. I get that, whatever. But it's one of those things for me because of that hard lesson. Now I share things with those that I very much trust. And when it comes to like vision board things, I don't really, I haven't done a vision board in a while because I'm one of those write that shit down people. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. Write that shit down. And because of that, I don't necessarily share what I've written down However, you know, this podcast alone, I've shared things that I've been creating. I've shared things that I'm working on. And like, I don't know some of y'all, like some, some of y'all that listen probably don't even interact with me for me to know who's even hearing what I'm saying. But there's a way that you can still share some of it and be 
private enough as well for your own protection. Because again, like I had that experience where air quotes, my vision, mm -mm, it wasn't a vision. It was an event, which is a, a piece of my big vision, but it stung and I was pissed and never forgave them for that. But because of that, it made me very much more particular with who to share that kind of information with because it is a personal thing, you know? It is a creation. Just like some people don't wanna share their kids' pictures, faces on social media because they haven't even developed their own identity yet. It's one of those things. Like sometimes you may not wanna share things that you've been working on because it's not even all the way a thing yet you know it's just it's in the works but then there's that other element to it where you know you share something with somebody and then the more people believe in it the stronger it becomes the more it can happen for you that kind of thing so that's where I stand on that unpopular opinion because there's the don't share your stuff don't share your vision board don't tell people what you're working on but I feel like you should because one, it, it helps keep you accountable. And I know that's good for me with ADHD, like, oh, I'm gonna work on this, and then it never happens. And y'all know I've, I've said stuff on here that I'm working on that hasn't even like been delivered yet, right? So like, I get it, but again, accountability, because then when it comes back around and somebody's like, hey, remember when you were gonna do that thing? And you're like, oh shit, yeah, like now I got all the moving pieces still enough to actually do something with it and make that shit happen. So when I was listening to that human design reading that I needed to revisit for more inspiration, I was just kind of laughing to myself because in that reading, this was, this happened in January, 2021. And the conversation, this, the word that kept coming up or the, the vibe that kept coming up was I didn't feel like I had my community yet. Like I felt like it was still developing. It felt like it was still just kind of floating. I didn't have my enough students yet. I didn't have many people listening to the podcast. Like people, I felt like people didn't know who I was yet and they didn't trust me and they didn't know I was here. And I remember one of the things that she mentioned in that call was, and it makes so much sense now, but, you know, to stop speaking as if they're not, that I don't already have the community. What if the community was already here? What if I'm already speaking to the people that need to hear my message? Just act as if that community is already there. And I was like, oh, shit, duh. Because even I speak about the things that are, you know, it's only happening in the present. All we have is right now. You know, even when I say write that shit down, write it as if it's happening now. So it's nice to have those reminders from mentors, coaches, guides, that a lot of the stuff we're already doing, it's just like, hey, um, just apply that to this thing right here. And you're like, oh shit, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? So act as if your community is already here. If that is something that you're currently building, if that's something that you want more of, it's already here, right? It is already here. And for me, I think what is really shifting this year in my path is, and this is that mastery thing that I'm mentioning working on throughout this year, that I think is just the energy for a lot of us, because again, big CEO energy. So if you're, if you're the CEO of something, you've mastered something. And it's very much like, what, what can you be applying and integrating that you've you're mastering and I even got this from the coach that did that reading and she had spoken about this you know like what have you already mastered and I was like okay so clearly like even though I'm a Reiki master teacher I remember still feeling a way about calling myself a master because I was like I don't think anybody can all all the way be a master of a particular thing but then I, you know, go down rabbit holes and dictionary.com and such. And then I was like, well, okay, well, I like, this is an okay enough definition. Like, I don't have to have it all figured out, but I can be very skilled in it. 
So yes, I can say I'm very skilled in energy. I can say I'm very skilled in some other things that I can implement and teach along the way. So we can do that. But one of the other things that was discussed on that human design reading was, and I remember like just being confused about this. And one of my placements was one of a, a powerful transmitter, somebody who does a lot of channeling. And I was like, how do I channel? What does that mean? What does that look like? And then I was like, oh shit, I'm doing that all the time. Like I do it on my walks. I do it sitting in my living room. I do it when I am recording a podcast and I black out and don't remember what the fuck I've said. I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the time. And it just, it was interesting to see how a lot of that came full circle. And I looked at it then and was just lost in a lot of ways with what to do next or what my next steps were. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, again. So be present, apply the things that you're working on as if they're already happening. And now I see when we're doing it that way, why things happen quicker and how manifestations just come around like that. And I was like, okay, it was good that I revisited this because I'm already channeling. This podcast alone is transmitting messages for those who need to hear them and getting people the, the support, I guess, in a way that they may need for some of the things that they're also working through. And one of the other things that was really discussed in some of that and some of the other messages that she shares is the not acting as if like the audience that you're speaking to is the one that you've always been speaking to. And I remember how much that shifted a lot for me too, because, and I tell my friends this whenever they mention, oh yeah, I listened to the such and such episode. And I'm always like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for listening. Because I don't expect my friends to listen to this podcast. And I'm very much like, you know, I, I need a lot of attention. I need a lot of support and some reminders from time to time. Like, oh, you're doing, a, you're doing amazing, sweetie, like Chris Jenner. But... When I, like, my friends aren't necessarily my target audience all the time. Some of the interviews I get, you know, that they want to listen to. But when I hear some of my friends listening, even some of the students I've had over the years that they're still listening to some of my episodes, I'm like, thank you. Because I feel like, you know, we're soul family. And I learn a lot from them as well. They don't necessarily have podcasts per se, but like conversations and interactions that we have, we learn a lot from each other already. So, you know, again, that community is already there. It's there for you. You just got to lean into it. So I feel like that's something that we can all master this year in particular is really embracing what your community looks like and feels like right now, because you probably have more support than you realize. You probably have a lot more going on, projects, inspiration, events, things in the works, all of that, then you, you've even put together. And implementing and integrating that this year, I think is just going to be really important for all of us. Because again, it's like we've already done the work that was needed to bring this stuff forward. So like, let, let's go ahead and bring it forward. So some of those things I'm mastering this year, um, as especially for community things, is I plan to do more in-person events. I feel like I said that wrong. I am doing more in-person events, not I plan to. I'm doing more in-person events. I have them mapped out. And then I feel like because I had put that out there already, some other opportunities have already started presenting themselves to me. Like, oh, well, how about this kind of event? And let's work on this. And I'm like, okay, all right. Because I know it's like, still very early January, but I feel like I don't know what portal opened or what the fuck happened. And I'm like, if this energy is going to feel like this already, and I think some of that is some planet thing, Mars and Capricorn energy stuff, which is going on through February. And Mars is fiery energy, right? And so, and Capricorn is very goal oriented and ambitious. So 
maybe that's why I just feel like it's that much stronger over here. But I was like, if this is how January is moving, it's going to be summertime tomorrow. And I need things to slow down a little bit. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, off balance right now. I'm not off balance. I'm good. But like, it just, it feels real fast and, and I'm uncomfortable a little bit, but maybe that's part of it to be uncomfortable. And um, so yeah, community stuff, more in-person events and more collaborations. And like, I'm definitely looking forward to being on way more podcasts this year. If you have a suggestion, by the way, of a podcast that you're like, oh, I really want to see you talk to so-and-so on that one, let me know. All right, you know how to reach me. And um, I want to do more like, I want to do more in-person collaborations because I think that'll be a really good time because there's just so many things that I've seen that I'm like, why don't, why don't we have this available? Or why isn't this an option? And it's like, I know this can be done, you know, and like, we just got to put it together the right way, whatever that looks like. But it just has to be enough time for people to wrap their heads around it. Because I know oftentimes I talk about some wild shit or things that people are like, what the fuck is she talking about now? What is she doing? That kind of thing. I get that. However, there's an audience for that, right? Just like there is an audience that watches people on YouTube just playing games. You know, I don't have one of those children that, that people talk about. They just watch other children play. You know, there's an audience for everybody. So more in-person co collaborations, more in-person events, uh, just more like showing up, not just in business, uh, more showing up in personal and professional capacities. And I feel like that's, again, important for all of us as CEOs of the things. We need to be doing that. The other reminder I had gotten in my human design reading was just how universal my message is based off of whatever the fuck placements they were. I couldn't recite them if I needed to. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. And back to, like, the Cat Williams interview, you know, learning that that's also what I need to be mastering more of is how to make my message even more universal, right? So a lot of that probably looks like more social media things and more systems in place for myself to get the message out consistently and bigger and more expansive. Um, so that's in the works. And I, I definitely want to have more offerings this year. Again, it's still in line with what I already do. It's just the way it is delivered and how that's packaged. Because I was thinking about this the other day, because I know I've talked on here before about how at some point I'm going to have a membership with courses or events, something like that. And I was like, what does that look like? And I was getting really frustrated with it because I... I know I have information I want to share, and I know that there's things that people want to learn, and I'm a good person to teach it, but I just don't want just a course, right? I don't want, like, just some information. So the more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, okay, I can do it this way, but I also want it to be an experience. So what does that look like? So, again, refinement things. I've been working on some things with that, and I'm... I'm wrapping some things up with it, so I'm excited. But I couldn't just have some sort of just plain offering that's like, here's some information, learn this, take this class. No, like, because of the way I approach a lot of what I teach and a lot of what I share, I got to make it fun. Because, like, why do you want to learn it if it's not fun? How, how can I incorporate play or pleasure with what I teach to make it more enjoyable, right? Because I got an ADHD brain, and if I'm not having fun, I'm not interested. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. Not. So I feel like if other people want to learn the things that I'm teaching, like why not teach it the way I'd like to learn it? You know? If you don't like to learn it that way and you like to learn things boring and, <laughs> and very studious, that's your business. But, and I'm going to butcher this, this, um, research study, but there's some, let me not even attempt. There's something about uh, information is more, I'm still attempting. Information is better 
received or information is better stored if you incorporate play with it. I shouldn't put a question mark with how I phrase that. But there's something to do with your your neurological neurological pathways with when you're studying something, if you incorporate more play into how it is learned, then you retain it better. So with that knowledge, I'm applying that to how I show the things that I know. So what is it with all this rhyming that I'm doing today? I'm, I'm really, I'm proud. Of, I don't know what's going on. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm going to work with it, but um, I'm a little wordsmith today. Um, another thing that I noticed, one of the things that I was looking at with mastery is some of the people that I follow on social media or some of the books that I've read over the years, like, just like I kind of mentioned Oprah earlier, some of the things that they do over time or over the years, you know, they say your heroes live long enough to eventually become a villain or whatever. And I was just thinking of like some of the people that I've learned from, even applying the Shannon Sharp interview. Some of them just annoy the fuck out of me. And he doesn't annoy the fuck out of me. Let me be clear on that. Some of these other people that I've studied or researched, I'm just like, do I want to hear what they have to say? Do I still want to listen? But some of it really is just like, it's either the message or it's also that, why are you aggravated with what they're saying? Or why are you aggravated with this person? What is it about them that aggravates you? So one of those people is Grant Cardone. And if you are not familiar, he's a big real estate investor. He's got this book that you've seen people quote often. If they talk about 10Xing something, that came from him. And he had this video up recently on talking about how content creators are just not going to do much or do well this year and going forward because they're going to like bottom out with, you know, just trying to be a slave to social media and sharing what they share. And I feel like that was a very basic approach because he's not factoring in some of the other ways that people can make money outside of just being a content creator in that sense. But also like he's on social media sharing this. So, you know, he's also being a little hypocritical about that. However, a lot of his messages over the years, I'm like, fuck, I, I hate that I'm learning these from him. But in that 10X rule book, he mentioned omnipresence and how important it is to be on all the platforms and share the message on as many places as you can share it for other people to get to it. And again, that's like sharing what I had in that reading, like not speaking to the audience that's just always there, just acting as if the audience is, you, you don't even know your audience yet sometimes. And what else did he say that I was just thinking like, ah, shut up. Um, content creators and he's had some other just like messages that are just kind of shaky sometimes. And I'm just like, ah, he aggravates me, but he's also so full of knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> so look into that for some of these people that aggravate you, you know, like, is it their demeanor? Is it, is it their voice? Cause again, if it's their voice, cause Grant Cardone's voice isn't bad. His message is cool sometimes even if it irritates me. But if it's a voice thing, I can't, I can't. It's a, that's a hard stop, it's a hard no for me. But sit with, you know, who, whose messages can you resonate with and whose messages aggravate you and why, right? But Grant Cardone, he's one of those people that like, I'm, I still wanna see what he has to say sometimes because it's also a very different approach a very different uh he's in a different industry in a lot of ways I mean we have a lot of similarities in entrepreneurial things as far as approaches with messages and stuff because he's got a book I'm you know I'm working on a book but even that omnipresence thing that he mentioned the fact that he had that book or has that book 10x rule 
and all of your favorite influencers and content creators are talking about 10xing everything, he is a reminder that, you know, you have your phrases and stuff that people have living rent-free in their heads and to master those. So for sure, my message, my universal message is something I am mastering this year so that it lives more, so that it lives rent-free in more and more heads. I know write that shit down is definitely, definitely one that lives in people's heads rent-free, but what am I supposed to do with that now? <laughs> right? Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely supposed to have a product with that or something or workshops or, you know, something. Like, it can't just be the phrase. So I, don't, I would like to see what that looks like this year. And if you haven't yet read this book, this was one of those, you know how I talk about spirit animals and if you get the message three times or if the animal is just like rude and in your face or the interaction is just ridiculous in some way, that's when I check my spirit animal book. So this book came across my feed by one of my homegirls and it's called The 12 Week Year. And just before that, I had emailed my subscribers. If you're not already on that list, again, here's your reminder to get on that list so you can get the weekly emails. But I had just emailed my subscribers that oftentimes, because I'm such a visionary, I see the big picture, but I don't see the baby steps to get from point A to point B. That's not my specialty. That's not my strength. Um, it's good to know the people that love that shit because those are the people that work very well together. And... But it hit me just one day, like, okay, if these are the things you want to do, how can you break them down smaller to make it happen? So I was like, you know, instead of, which I'm, again, I'm not a New Year's resolution-y person, but I had already said in my email before seeing this book that I was going to begin this year, you know, breaking down my goals into quarters. So first quarter, second quarter goals, that kind of thing, which, you know, big corporations do this anyway. And if I'm a big corporation in the making, then I need to go ahead and start doing this as well. So I'd already like had that message come through to me, look at me channeling without knowing I was channeling. And then that book came across my feed and I messaged my homegirl and I was like, ah, oh, I think I'm gonna put this on my list. She was like, yes, you should. Added it to my fake list in my head. Didn't really add it to anything. I think I took a screenshot amongst the many screenshots that are in my phone for me to revisit later that I probably won't ever fucking visit again. And then it came across my feed again and it was somebody holding up the book and was like, if you haven't already read this, go ahead and, and I was like, okay, fuck. All right, y'all are loud now. Let me read this now. So I went on Hoopla, which is the free library app. If it's usually not on Hoopla, I'll check Libby as well. But it was on Hoopla but it's the 12 week year and they basically say what I had already put in the damn email. And I was like, look, look at God coming around again to remind me, um, this is what you need to do. This is, this is your, your to-do list task at hand. And this is how you get it done, but it's breaking down your goals, your vision into 12 week periods so that instead of, if you are one of those, this is the year that I do a, B and C, Okay, instead of approaching it for the 12 months, break it down into 12 weeks and then approach each 12 weeks as your new year. So then you can have data, again, like if you're a content creator, you can check your analytics on your social media, you can check your analytics on your podcast stuff. You have data to work with over the 12 weeks so you can tweak what you need to tweak and you can also implement different tactics to go about doing these things. So if you are, this is the year that I create a podcast, for instance, you know, what does that look like in 12 weeks? In the first 12 weeks, is it going to be you mapping it out? Is it going to be you building things up? Is it you like figuring out what you're discussing? That kind of thing. Break down these goals into 12 weeks and the tactics it takes to get there over time. And then if slash when you fuck up within that 12 weeks, then you know what to work with so you can tweak it and refine it the next 12 weeks so that with within whatever time frame that looks like 
you can master it later. So check out 12 week year. If it is not already on your to-do list, that is how I am approaching this, this 2024 Gregorian calendar year. However, um, and I also like whenever the new year hits, cause my birthday is December 30th. So whenever the new year hits, it really is kind of aligned with like my birthday stuff, but I'm also like, it's still the thick of winter. Like nobody wants to do shit right now. Like we're still inside, it's cold and the fireplace is great. Let's do that right now and like get around to the things that need to happen outside and with more movement in the spring, right? Let's circle, let's circle back then. But I am approaching things quarterly. So I've already looked into, you know, if I'm approaching things with the 12-week year approach, then by spring, which will be my new year, then that's my, that's my second quarter goals. So I'm already like, what do I want to happen in the second quarter? What can I do in the first quarter that can make sure that is arranged? All right. So please reach out to me if you have any questions. I am happy to interact with you guys because again I'm in here talking to myself more often than not I know I'm talking to y'all but it doesn't feel like that in the moment at the time even when I black out but I really do enjoy interacting with you and talking about the things you're working on talking about you know what collaborations you want to do too because you know I know some people so we can make some things happen it doesn't take but just a nudge all right Again, happy January. We'll do that. Happy 2024. And I will catch you next time. We are back on a roll. Again, I just had to take a little pause, but we're back. So I will catch you every Thursday. And make sure you meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H.